This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is Garage Logic Podcast number 48. Where does the time go? November 20, 2018. It was three below on this day in 1921. And the uh, temperature on the common surface savings and loan in downtown Garage Logic was 63 degrees on this day in 1925. This is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Did you guys hear about the curling team that got ejected from the tournament for unsportsmanlike behavior? I thought all curlers were well-behaved. Because they were hammered? Well, I, I, that's a given, but I thought... Well, I got always... an idea. I got an idea. What? A gold medalist curler from the Sochi Olympics has apologized for cursing and breaking brooms at an Alberta tournament. Organizers ejected him for what they said was unsportsmanlike behavior because of excessive drinking. Ryan Fry is a member of the team skipped by Jamie Coe that was kicked out of the World Curling Tours Red Deer Curling Classic. He said in a statement released by Curling Canada that his bad lapse in judgment was truly disrespectful and embarrassing, and the committee was right in making the disqualification. Curling Center manager Wade Thurber told the Canadian press on Monday, that would be November 19th, yep. the team also damaged the locker room. He says the team has apologized to the club and Fry offered to pay for damages. Curling is a 500-year-old sport that stresses sportsmanship and teams referee their own matches. I have an idea. Not uh, not bringing referees. I think no- you should be allowed to drink during the matches. I agree. And if you fall down, your teammates should be able to use you as part of the sweeping the ice. <laughs> yes. Should be able to shove you around. Rub him back and forth so his belt hits. Yeah. Earl, he's down again. <laughs> kind of swish him around, shove him all the way down to the end and, and clear the ice. See, and you can use him as a blocker. Because you can uh, hit in the face a couple uh-huh. of times. As much as I like games played on ice, this, this faddish idea that uh, curling is something fantastic is absolutely preposterous. It's it's fun for the people who do it, but it's quite literally a sports version of watching paint dry. And and I think <sighs> if you're up in Red Deer, Alberta, you're crazy not to be hammered. So I <laughs> so say to just deal with it. I say let curlers drink during the game. Right. How, how about that? I okay. Recall the the most recent Winter Olympics. I am, I am. That would be what uh, South Korea. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 And remember the. The 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 women's the Canadian women's team. Oh, that gal. remember the guy? Yeah, the gal. But then there's also the husband mm-hmm. of one of the t- of one of the players, and he was two fisting at their match, was which was at like nine a.m. Yeah, he right. was. He was on the sidelines, and he was 
He was saying life is good right now. I don't think they should. I don't think they should have to disguise that. I think. I think that it's probably been a part of the game for its 500 year existence. No, it's apple juice. Yeah. This is how we curl. Is this what is how saying. we curl? This is how we curl. <laughs> we're coming out there, and if we fall down, we're pushing Bart down the ice. Yep. There we go. It'll save a little, and that saves energy for your sweepers. <laughs> right. Yes. And there should they should even change the rules that if you can shove a drunk teammate into the circle. You get a point or something. Yeah, I don't know how the point. Wouldn't that be human works. bowling? Yeah, something yeah. like that. You can't go over the line, but you got to be short of it. Was yeah. it you or Patrick that covered curling? Well, I I never have. I never have. Okay, and then it must have been Pat. I remember the Canadian captain was it Cheryl Bernard. Uh, she was I a redhead know. from I, the I uh, what ninety whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what Olympics it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, just let them drink and don't worry about yeah. it. What the hell? That's why people started to curl. What's coming to our? Uh, <laughs> what's becoming of our navy, our U.S. Navy? Are they getting soft? Well, they got a navy, uh, a female uh, navy person. She's an air. Crew survival equipment man Jordan Jones, 21 from Indiana. Uh, she discovered furry freedom when she was 18, but she couldn't afford the dog suit. And now she's pictured uh, masquerading as a giant husky dog. And she has 23,000 Instagram followers. And she dresses up like this giant mutt. And and she swears there's nothing sexual about it, no fetish or anything of that nature. Okay, but but. I don't want my air crew survival equipment person to be dressing up as a husky. Mm. That makes me nervous. Wear the proper attire. Well, I mean, she's not dressed up as the dog when she's doing the Navy Right, work. right. I know that. But I'm just, you know, just, um, I would like full circle Navy attention uh, 24-7. Very attractive uh, young woman. Uh, her suit, her suits cost anywhere from uh, 2300 bucks to $4,000. Uh Last year, when she was browsing Instagram, she discovered the first suits again, and this time decided she would make her own. She bought all the materials for around three hundred bucks and spent a month and a half handcrafting it. Hmm. And she said, "The message I'd like to convey is that most uh, is that not all furries are only interested in the sexual fetish side of the fandom." Uh, she's called Aurora. That's her alter ego when she's a dog. Okay, uh, she's Aurora. I'm oh, looking. This, the sexual fantasy part is the stereotypical thought when people think of furries. Just like every community, there are many who partake in the sexual aspect, but many do not. Most just enjoy acting like a giant animal. I can see that from her photos here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's Pictures and video show Jordan as her doggy alter ego, Aurora Bloom, meeting Bumblebee from the Transformers franchise on the beach and at work in her U.S. Navy uniform. What 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 is becoming of what, what went what wrong is happening there? I what's, see the, what's happening. I see the picture of her out of her doggy uniform in in her, you know, regular stuff. It, it just what happened. I suppose you could say it's really none of my business what she does off duty, right? Some say, but what? <laughs> I, I don't understand what's happening in the world. I don't understand that our our best and brightest are now dressing up like a husky. Yeah. And 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 called her calling herself Aurora Bloom, and she's a dog. Huh. I, I, I got a different opinion. I'm puzzled. Reavers has a different opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Jordan Jones. What's your she, opinion, Reavers? She can do whatever she wants. Well, I, I, she's a very attractive young lady. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Uh, but I'm, what inside that little 
brain of hers mm-hmm. said, other than Halloween or a costume party, dress up like a husky um, on, on Thursday. Can, can, can you find some document? Is she married? I, I don't know that. Uh, reporting isn't what it used to be. Uh, no, free time. No, it does not say does it here. say if she is or not? Henryville, Indiana. She's only 21. And she discovered it when she was 18. Right. Um, she says her colleagues all know about her passion. But see, maybe that's what's troubling me, is the word passion. Hmm. I, I, oh, wait, wait. A hobby might be a sexual fetish. Jordan doesn't partake in this aspect of the fandom. Well, it's tough with that suit on. With her husband, Bailey. Oh. Completely supportive of her past Really? Time. Really? Yeah. I can see why. Right. What's behind the naval door? <laughs> so stay behind the Navy door. But see, I don't want roof, I roof. don't I don't want dressing up like a dog. Bark like a dog for me. <laughs> I don't want dressing up like a dog sure. to pass for passion. I, I want you to be passionate about something more meaningful. Like the submarine. Well, whatever. Yeah. Fighting terrorists in a dog suit. I mean, really? I mean, when Bailey, her what husband, the hell is when, this? when Bailey, her husband, she's on, she's on leave. Okay, she's she's not in the navy. She's right on. Now. Let's call it shore leave. Yeah, she's on shore leave. So when Bailey wakes up, <laughs> smells the coffee brewing, comes downstairs to eggs and toast, does he expect this gal or does he expect woof woof? You know See, I don't. Doing? I don't think about it that way. Rolling the dice. Right. I, I don't look at it that way. I look at it this way. She's an air crew survival equipment man. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm amazed the Navy hasn't come up with a different word to acknowledge her gender. Don't tease, don't tempt them. Air crew survival equipment person. Okay, I'm in the I'm in the fighter jet. I'm on the flight deck of the aircraft carrier. Here we go. And I look down and I happen to see her. And now she's not dressed in her dog suit. She's in her uniform. But I happen to know. Because she said all her colleagues are aware of her passion. I happen to know that, man, when she gets back home, she's putting on the mutt suit. She's putting on the husky outfit. I'm nervous now as a pilot. I'm nervous. Do you think when— you I'm know, trembling the, with fear. Right. The air raid siren you know, goes off. Bark, does think? she Does her tail wag? <laughs> oh, you That's know what I'm does. picturing. Huh? And then all the guys in the Navy are up there. Woof. Woof. Uh, I, I just— I'm in the yeah. camp that says let her do it— uh, she can do what she wants. Well, because you're easily swayed by her physical appearance. That's yeah, we all. go yeah. deeper here. Okay. We go deeper here. We're uh, intellectuals. I think it's the passion part that... that it's that me, word that's off-putting to you. It gives me pause. Well, yeah. not, you know, I, is that really, honey? You're 21. This is your passion, to pretend you're a dog? What? There's something going on out there I don't know anything about. I love the one where she's in the costume by the pool. Yeah. Like, hey... What's, What's up? <laughs> Working on my tan. <laughs> Hi, guys. I mean, um, I don't care. She's in our Navy. She's in the Navy. And, you know, there's one where she's in a discotheque, kind of going, what's up? Hey. One hey. where she's on the beach pretending to hold the sun yeah. in her hand. Yeah, oh. I can't see that far. But I mean, it's nice of you to think I, that yeah, I can. Yeah, I know. I, I'm going longing for the old days sometimes. But well, I'm going to get these cataracts taken care of pretty And quick. the... The she the the uh, furry, what do you call it? The husky dog has a swimsuit on, a pink swimsuit. Really? You don't need if you're a husky, you don't have to wear clothes. What, you wouldn't think so, would you, Matt? If you're true to your husky, well, but, where's your dog loving a, a part of the thing here? If you're a dog, you don't put a 
swimsuit on to go to the beach. Maybe she's a service dog. <laughs> ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> and she needs to be identified. Well, but Donald Duck would wear a towel around his waist, yeah. even though he never wore oh, pants. Those were different oh, days. Those were different days. Those <laughs> were different days. Um, I, I did confirm there's a there's a video attached with this story. The, the tail does wag. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Well, I just... Uh, How you doing? I just look around, and sometimes I just think, I just I just don't have any idea what's happening. Uh, I think I started to go down that road when the, uh, when the astronaut put on the adult diapers and chased the other oh, astronaut yeah. across oh, the yeah. country. Yep. I do remember I that. thought, you're astronauts. I, you're supposed to be above that. Yeah. In a diaper. Yeah. She wore the Anticipating, diaper. Anticipating, you know, So labor. she didn't have to stop. I'm not stopping that. I'm not uh, stopping. I got to get there. I know where he's going. Right. I'm going to get there. Yep. I'm putting on my Depends. Boy, when you get there, first thing you're going to have to do is get that thing off. Yeah. You know what that's, I mean? That's, that's, that's take another some time. way to look at it. You're sa- you might not be saving a whole lot of time. Right. You know, <laughs> switching everything out and rather than just going into the uh, pump and go, fill, you know, yeah. and you're done. Yeah. Well, uh, please take me to a break so I can gather my... And I'm confused all day today, I'm afraid. Uh, I have many more items of confusion. Yes. 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead. Those are the National Safety Council injury facts from our nation's highways in 2015 as a result of vehicle crashes. Federated Insurance reminds you, these are more than statistics. This is family, friends, and neighbors. Distracted driving is an epidemic, but it's not the only factor in vehicle crashes. How about fatigue? Do you drive when you're sleepy and find it too hard to keep your eyes open? Then pull over. Go for a walk. Have you ever been unable to recall changing lanes? Do you stay up late nights and drive to work tired? You've got to change those habits. A National Sleep Foundation poll revealed that 60% of adult drivers say they have driven a vehicle while feeling drowsy, and more than a third of those same drivers admitted to actually falling asleep at the wheel. Don't become a statistic. Get yourself some sleep before you get behind the wheel. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Please make it home safely today. Uh, Chipotle has now offered the job back to Dominique Moran, the manager who was fired uh, because Chipotle completely misunderstood a video that went viral. Videos that go viral are going to be the death of us, too, aren't they? What level is yeah, viral? They, they are. They what, are. What level is viral? Is it 100,000? That's a good is point. It... That's a good point. Is it a math I question? think if it gets picked up. You know, by various news outlets, I think that's considered viral. Chipotle has offered to rehire a St. Paul manager who was fired following a wave of social media outrage over her refusing to serve a group of young black men. See how easy this was to be power washed? You see how easy this got power washed? Yep. Uh, Because instantly she was accused of racism because of the ethnicity of these four thieves who apparently have had a habit of allegedly going into restaurants, getting the food, and then running away without paying it. They were on to that game at this particular Chipotle on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. And if you watch the video, uh, she very uh, almost cheerfully and with uh, uh, a bit of a wink in her eye was saying things like, fellas, fellas, you got to have money if you want to eat this stuff. You, you've done this before. And, of course, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the creeps, one of the thieves— 
uh, playing the race card. He films this, and then mm-hmm. he releases it, and uh, suddenly she's doomed, and she gets fired. And then uh, uh, Chipotle uh, is now admitting they became aware of uh, of additional information. And no, has, they're lying. Right, and has offered her her job back. <laughs> We're hoping to talk to her. I'm not going to hold my breath because I think she's lawyered up. She wouldn't talk to the Pioneer Press. But Rookie has an intermediary yes. friend yes. who— uh, knows well of uh, young uh, Ms. Moran mm-hmm. and has put a word in to her on our behalf, and we're awaiting uh, to see if there's a possibility that we might talk to her. Uh, like the, I'd like to know what it feels like to be the victim of a viral assassination. But what I can't, still can't believe is Chipotle obviously saw this video before they made the decision yeah, to I don't initially get that. fire her. Yeah. Well, how they couldn't see and go, well, she made the right call here. Mm-hmm. But they Hell, only, I promote her. They, they only cave to public criticism. That's the only reason why they made either one of the decisions. First right. to fire her, but then because they came under siege, that's yeah. the only reason they offered her a job back. They're guilty, though, of your own theory, Joe. Sit back for 24, 48 hours, 72 hours, and find out what the story is before you act right away. Well, the other thing I want to know is uh, the ringleader of these uh, alleged uh, Dash diners— is 21-year-old Masood Ali, and then they uh, p- uh, Twitter posts were discovered uh, belonging to him where he was virtually bragging about this uh, thievery that he and his friends were able to commit. And uh, what I want to know is, is he arrested? Why shouldn't he be arrested? Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's a of- theft. He's a thief. It's had nothing to do with this young woman being racially insensitive. It had to do, she's managing the outfit, and she can't afford to keep feeding these guys who are going to steal the food. Uh, and in fact, in one of the tweets, Ali said, I think Chipotle is catching up to us. We should change locations. Well, he's virtually admitting he's a thief. And now this gal, <clears throat> she has a lawyer. I don't know what to what end she believes she might need a lawyer. I mean, she can be fired. That's that's Chipotle's business. Uh, but now she's uh, um, apparently uh, maybe hesitating a bit before she decides to take the job back. I have no idea. Are we having any uh, success here? Uh, he is leaving a voicemail uh, with her right we, That's now. the bane of our existence is we've, you know, we go through life leaving voicemails. Uh, if she calls us back, great. If not, I understand. Uh, she apparently must be considering some... Legal consequences, I can't imagine what they would be. Uh, she doesn't have a case to argue that she shouldn't have been fired uh, other, I hope than, she other, tells than, other to, than logic. I hope she tells him to stick it. Don't you? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, if I'm in the fast food business, I'll hire her. Right. Oh, yeah. She's watching out for me. Well, if you're in any line of work, yeah. you know, she, she would fit the bill for a lot of different jobs. Rookie knows a guy who apparently coached her as a softball player. Yes. I don't know how you – how did that ring a bell for you? Um, I, well, I was uh, approached by this guy, oh. and he um, he said, you know, because he's a fan of the show. Yeah. And he said, I know her. I coached her. She's from California. She's a great gal. Uh, she was a very good Chipotle employee, mm-hmm. and he said, you guys should talk to her. And now well, – we, we would love to. Since – I suppose she got a lawyer. She was a little reluctant, and maybe the lawyer might be saying, you're getting your job back. Maybe you should not go on. But I, I, I'm, I'm puzzled. I'm, 
uh, I'm puzzled as to why she thinks she sh- she might be able to financially uh, have some gain here. Uh, I, it won't bother me if she gets a financial uh, windfall from this, but I don't know on what grounds she could contest the firing. In Minnesota, you can be fired if the boss looks at you funny. Right. You, right. You can be fired for anything. Right. right. So if she— uh, I, I, I mean, I'm in her camp. I don't think she should have been fired. I think Chipotle did the typical knee-jerk reaction right. to a racial threat. Right. Of which there was none. None. Zip. Nothing. Nada. Nada. Well, I'm glad they, uh, you know what? If she tells Chipotle to stick it, she won't have trouble getting a gig. Let's put it that way. No. Don't you think? Another restaurateur would love to have her. I and not. So. But look at that. She, How she handled it. Like you said, she didn't put up with baloney. Mm-hmm. She told the guys like it is, hey, you guys, you got to have money. You pulled this on us once. We're not going to do it again. Why are those lines like that? They're busied out. I see. All right. Mm-hmm. Say, I want to tell you, uh, Black Friday's coming up. That can be dreadful. It, mm-hmm. Why put yourself in all that hassle and the mess? You can get to our, any of the RF Moeller Jeweler stores and enjoy a really, really calm experience. Very festive. Let Moeller buy a beverage for you. Pluck a $250 gift certificate off the trees in the Woo! stores, and then you can apply that to the purchase of anything, $500 or more. Uh, Friday, November 23rd, that's this Friday, the Dinah and St. Paul locations are open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the downtown Minneapolis and Gavaday Common is open from 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And on Saturday, November 24th, the Dinah and St. Paul locations, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Minneapolis, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then get this, Sunday, November 25th, the Dinah and St. Paul stores open 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, if you can't make it on Black Friday, as I say, that same offer is good on uh, Saturday and Sunday. It's a great time of year. The Moeller stores are festive. The people are great. The product is unsurpassed. And remember, in many cases, when you're buying a jewelry or a fine watch, you're not buying a gift. You're buying a, a memory. You're buying, a, you're buying history yes. for your family. Uh <clears throat> Small world, isn't it, when you know the guy who coached the Chipotle manager in softball? It really is. Well, I'm about to show my age. Nope. Yep. Other than you can't see the computer screen here? I can see it. What? Uh, last week, Democrats announced a proposal to end a rule that bans headwear on the House floor. Uh, who do you think was behind that? Elon Omar. Elon Omar. Representative-elect Ilhan Omar, one of the— First, two Muslim congresswomen vocally supported the move on social media. Of course they did. No one puts a scarf on my head but me. It's my choice. One protected by the First Amendment, the Minnesotan wrote on Twitter and Instagram. Omar wears a religious headscarf, and under the current 181-year-old rule, a House member must be uncovered in order to address the floor. He cannot even enter the House with his head covered, which I, of course, applaud. Sure, I, I would agree. I'm vehemently opposed to uh, people wearing hats indoors. Mm-hmm. It, it bothers my aesthetic. It, I know it puts you off. I've it, seen it says it. you're uninterested in your civic contract, yeah. however unwritten it might be, your social contract. Mm-hmm. The process to amend this rule to allow for religious head coverings was co-authored by Omar along with House Democratic Leader Nancy Pelosi and Representative Jim McGovern. Uh, 
It's a 181-year-old tradition. Ladies and gentlemen, when you enter this house, remove your head gear. Think about how popular hats have been over the years, over the, the 180 or 200 years of this country. I suppose it would be uncharitable of me to say that what I suspect is she doesn't give a rat's ass about our traditions and customs. No, she wants to forward her own. Make a new, change, change their traditions to make everyone the same. But let's keep just chipping away at convention. Let's just keep chiseling it and chiseling it and chiseling it till we have none. Why isn't it, and I can hear, I can hear the euphorians and the people who live in Liberal Lakes and Diversityville, I can hear them now shouting at their podcast machinery. You are an old fuddy-dud. Times change. Things should change with them. Why? Why in every case do things have to change? It's a charming, however antiquated, it's a charming custom. That shows. You enter this house. You take your hat off. And she instantly believes that certainly shouldn't apply to her. And she instantly seizes upon, this is my First Amendment right. I am so important. I am more important than those that came before me. Now, granted, not many Muslim women came before her. In fact, none. True. (laughs) None. True. But But it's very, I think it's very aggressive. That's your one of your first acts after going to uh, Washington. I, I'm just tired of watching our our traditions and our history and our customs be ridiculed and be discounted as unimportant and not inclusive. Wouldn't another way to look at it would be the the uh, the legislature is saying, of course you're included and you're inclusive. Take off your hat and join us. You're included. Why, why you're isn't here. that? In, yes. Why isn't that inclusiveness? And and why if it's a religious mandate that she must wear the damn thing? I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said damn. I apologize. Wear this item. If it's a religious uh, requirement that she wears the hijab. Why such a public accommodation for religion for her? We are governed by a body of people who are trying to undo religion at every possible corner. That's a good point. Why, why, why must she be accommodated? It's my religious belief that uh, I need to have this on. Well, okay. It's my religious belief that we mention God or... If we, if we elect a Sikh, I'm sure that the Sikh will be allowed to bring in his sword to the chamber. And God help the person that opposes or brings that up in a public setting. Another like-minded professor, professor, <laughs> another like-minded uh, legislator is the newly elected uh, Marxist socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ah, our little socialist. Yep, she's backing calls from fellow progressives to mount primary campaigns against moderate Democrats because those moderate Democrats are not progressive enough. Hmm. She hasn't even taken office yet, and she's telling people how to vote. Long story short, I need you to run for office, Ocasio-Cortez said in a video conference call hosted by the leftist Justice Democrats. 
as the group launched a campaign dubbed Hashtag Our Time. Justice Democrats backed Ocasio-Cortez's primary campaign against incumbent Representative Joe Crowley, the longtime Queens Democratic Party boss whose loss sent shockwaves through the party's centrist wing. Shockwaves. While it is unusual for a freshman lawmaker in waiting to openly challenge her party's incumbents, Ocasio-Cortez's call to action was reminiscent of Tea Party challenges to centrist Republicans when GOP stalwarts like ex-majority leader Eric Cantor of Virginia faced primary challenges from the right. In Cantor's case, he was defeated by Tea Party favorite Dave Bratt and quit politics. All right. Uh, I don't even remember those names. I remember the Tea Party movement. Justice Democrats are determined to move their party to the left because it isn't left enough for them. All America knows, uh, all America, all Americans know money in politics is a huge problem, but unfortunately, the way that we fix it is by demanding that our incumbents give it up by running fierce campaigns ourselves, Ocasio Cortez said. That's really what we need to do to save the country. What about the country is it that needs saving? Yeah. Uh, this is where. You I, got elected, didn't you, Octavio? That's what, where I wish somebody would push and say, be more specific. What, what needs saving? Her chief of staff, Sekhat Chakrabarti, a co-founder of the Justice Democrats, took it a step further. We need new leaders, period, he said. The group said it wants Democratic members of Congress, Congress to be representative of their diverse communities and support liberal policies like Medicare for All, abolishing ICE, and implementing a Green New Deal to fight climate change and eschew corporate PAC money. <laughs> I don't think people who are taking money from oil and gas companies should be drafting climate legislation, Ocasio-Cortez said. Justice Democrats said they would prioritize women and diversity in its recruitment efforts. Mm. All four incoming House members who were backed by Justice Democrats are women of color. Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Ocasio-Cortez. If you're a strong progressive leader in your community and committed to getting money out of politics, I want you to join me in Congress. I want you to run, Ocasio-Cortez said on Twitter. And then did you see where Sarah Palin had a little fun with Cortez? What did Sarah chime in with? Uh, she noted that uh, she called out uh, Cortez for bumbling basic civics by misidentifying the three branches of government. Ooh. And, of course, uh, of course, the media reporting this, this happens to be a New York Post piece. They have to always remind us that, of course, uh, uh, Palin was guilty of her own gaffes, apparently. Ah. But uh, the gaffe by the newly elected congresswoman was made in a recent Zoom video. I don't know what that is, Chris. What's Zoom? What is uh, I'm unfamiliar with Zoom. In which she tells her supporters, if we work our butts off to make sure that we take back all three chambers of com Congress, uh, rather, all three chambers of government, the presidency, the Senate, and the House. No. Uh, no, uh, Octavio. The three uh, branches of government are legislative, judicial, and executive. executive. Mm -hmm. uh, Zoom video, it's a video communication platform. So if you own a, like, a business that has multiple hubs in different parts of the country, you can all meet together in one. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I, I don't think uh, uh, Cortez is necessarily a bright young woman. Uh, she okay. has had similar faux pas that uh, indicate to me that she's not terribly bright. 
Has yeah. she found a home yet? Has she? I'm sure she'll. Oh, that's be right. I'm sure she'll yeah, be she's okay. shacking up somewhere. Okay. I'm sure she'll be. Somebody's okay. couch. Somebody's got a couch mm-hmm. for her. Uh, and then, of course, Cortez fights back and calls that a typo uh, in her. Oh, her she did know. It's <laughs> yeah. like me on a test. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I knew that. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got her. How you doing, Joe? I'm not doing well uh, <laughs> because uh, because. No one pushes back against this BS. Why should Ilhan Omar be allowed to lead the charge to undo a 181-year-old rule of the House? With such great acceptance. And again, if it's a, if it's a theological uh, requirement that she must wear the hijab— uh, why then? Why then? Such a public accommodation of her religion when Christianity is under attack all throughout the country. Okay, I have a question. And, and why, if she if she's so happy to be included and uh, believes that her presence is representative of her constituents, why doesn't she then wish to be like the other people she's now going to be working with? What's your question? My question is, if a rabbi addresses the uh, the house, yeah. is he allowed to wear a yarmulke? If he, a good question. If I don't he know. is, then her, her changing of this law would be null and void because it sounds like there's some wiggle room if it but has— But if a rabbi was addressing the house, that's a rabbi addressing the house. That's not a rabbi working in the chamber. I guess there is a distinction there. Well, of course there is. This is a, you know, when you meet in session, the the custom and the rule, it's not even a custom, it's been a rule. You don't get to wear a, a hat, a headpiece. Why should that not apply to this young woman? And why? And she'll, you know damn well this will happen. Well, that's what I'm saying. What bothers me is it's it's everybody's trying to jump on and say, oh, yes, yes, we must do this for you. We don't want to discriminate again. It's it, it's not discrimination. It's just has been the rule. Well, then, you know, what's then if, if she gets to wear the hat, then I guess anybody can come in and wear their favorite baseball team's hat. What the hell? Why not? Who cares? No, we're not. We're not can I put mine on? We're not. No, you can't. We're, we're pushing back here. <laughs> Even in this little humble podcast, there's no hats allowed worn during this show no, in, in mm-hmm. this building. If somebody does, it's a showstopper. Mm-hmm. The show does not continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if it was part of my religion that I have to wear the baseball cap? Well, you do think baseball is a religion, but you can't, yeah. you know, you can't get away with that loop. The election of Cortez and Ilhan Omar... Uh, Uh, what's the word I want? It this, it solidifies a theory of mine that which with each passing election, the closest you are to the country's tallest buildings, <laughs> and you know Cortez is New York and Omar, uh, Ilhan Omar is Minneapolis. You will regret the predecessors that they defeated. You will regret it, it, the the. the the trend has been the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, with each succeeding election, we're, we're electing more and more progressive Marxist socialists. Yes. Or, or to be kinder, Mysterians. By the time uh, 
the mayor, who's the current mayor of St. Paul? Mel Carter? Uh, yes. Melvin Mel Carter, Carter Jr. Or the third. Uh, or the third. Uh, by the time he gets done, you will, you will get down on your knees and beg for the return of Chris Coleman. By the time it. Fry is done, you'll get down on your knees and beg for the return of uh, Betsy, Betsy Bicycle. Mm. I'm telling you, mm. with each succeeding election, as we drift farther and farther left, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, you will begin to see merits in the predecessor whom they defeated. Wow. I, 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 I think your prediction is going to be spot on because— uh, look at what Melvin Carter has. Uh, he's worried about library books. He's worried about a financial package for a college. I don't want to no pay fireworks. for. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to pay for your kid to go to college. I didn't expect you to help me pay for mine. Look at those three things, though, Joe. None of those has to do with what's the basic. What's the basics we need in the city? You need some lights on. You need fire and police protection, and you need to uh, clean, sweep, and pave the roads. That's road. not. What these people see their role be? They, they go to the salon, and they're going to tell you how to eat, and what to sell your store. What can you sell, and what you can't, and what you got to pay your employees. And all right, I told you, I'm, I'm having a very confused day. I uh, put out my recycling this morning. Tuesday is your recycling day? My new recycling day. Ugh. Yeah. It's like in the middle of the week. Yeah. Can't well, get rid of all the, the evidence from the weekend kind of sticks around for a while. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Boy, what a racket that makes, too, huh? When it dumps into the truck. <laughs> oh, we had friends over. <laughs> Sneak in some news. I do always look around and see if there's anybody that can hear all the clanging. <laughs> Sounds like a glockenspiel. <laughs> but my point was going to be, and I'm being very serious about this, uh, I think the term was coined crunchy conservative. Yes. I, that's who I, I am. I, I take my recycling very seriously because mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I I buy into the logic of it. Uh, why throw away a milk carton if that can become somebody's lawn furniture? Agreed. Uh, uh, and I don't want sea life to choke on plastic. Yep. Uh, I, I really don't. And I think it's, I think it's, a legitimate, it's a legitimate problem. Too much plastic in the ocean. I know the oceans are vast. And uh, there's more clear ocean than there is ocean clogged with plastic. But nevertheless, I, I buy into the whole premise. I, I, I'm, I'm conscientious about it. Okay. To the point where I'm beginning to recycle more and more things that I was, I was being too casual about. I, I take like, it very seriously. Like? <clears throat> a, a potato chip bag. Why was I throwing that away? Now I, I empty it of crumbs, and I smooth it out, and I put it in with the newspapers. I, I'm a, 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 a recycling fool. How long do you smooth it out? There? I, I get that, an iron. I do that it with an iron. That might be a little bit. Uh, that might be a little bit. Well, much. you know what I mean. I yeah. fold it up. Yeah. Okay, right. smart ass. Right. I, 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 okay. Like, I don't want to be challenged on everything I say. With duct tape and I don't put duct tape. <clears> on. Okay, you fold yeah. it evenly. Quite. Well, I was thinking about all this when I read the story of a dead whale that washed ashore in Indonesia. It had a large lump of plastic in its stomach, including hundreds of drinking cups and flip-flops. What? Mm Mm-hmm. How would a whale, a shark I could understand, a whale would seem like it would always be at the surface. What What in the hell does that mean? because what it means is... (laughs) 
Plastic would be on the bottom and, no, and flip flop. Matt, 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 Matt. Flip flops. Plastic, would not... plastic floats. <laughs> flip flops would float. Not all of them. Just why don't you just shut up for a minute and just listen to the story and maybe learn something? I wasn't even trying to be funny. And I know I that's the pathetic was... part. Why don't you just be patient? Okay, okay? I'm gonna sit please this... be patient. I'm going to take a couple plays off. I here. think you I'm should sit this one out. Rescuers from the Wakatobi National Park found the rotting carcass of the 31-foot sperm whale late Monday near the park in southeast Sulawesi province after receiving a report from environmentalists that villagers had surrounded the dead whale and were beginning to butcher the rotting carcass, Park Chief Harry Santoso said. Hmm. Now, were they butchering a rotting carcass to eat it, I wonder? I bet to get rid of it. Uh, maybe. Santero said researchers from Wildlife Cons Conservation Group, World Wildlife Fund, and the Parks Conservation Academy uh, found 13 pounds of plastic waste in the animal's stomach containing 115 uh, plastic cups, four plastic bottles, 25 uh, plastic plates, two flip-flops, and 1,000 other assorted pieces of plastic. In a pear tree. In a pear tree. Really? You're going <coughs> to... Have a little fun no, at the I'm expense of this poor mammal. All I'm picturing is that news video that we stumbled upon a couple of years ago, Rook, where the beached whale, they had to blow it up. Oh, they were going to blow up. And every, everybody got covered in whale right. blubber debris. <laughs> Although we have not been able to deduce the cause of death, the facts that we see are truly awful, said Dwi Suprapti, mm -hmm. a marine species conservation coordinator at WWF India. Indonesia. She said it was not possible to determine if the plastic had caused the whale's death because of the animal's advanced state of decay. Well, it sure as hell didn't help the animal any, right? Yeah, it sounds like those villagers were trying to well, cut here's it up. The, here, to get rid here's of the it. part why I'm bringing this up. <clears throat> I recycled this morning. Yep. I'm getting more conscientious about it. I don't. I'm serious when I tell you I don't want a whale to die because I've been careless with a plastic cup, Agreed. even though I live in Minnesota. I, That's wise counsel. Indonesia, 260 million people, is the world's second largest plastic polluter after China. According to a study published in the journal Science in January, it produces 3.2 million tons of mismanaged plastic waste a year, of which 1.29 million tons ends up in the ocean, the study said. Uh, somebody named Panjay Tan Indonesia's coordinating minister of maritime affairs said the whale's discovery should raise public awareness about the need to reduce plastic use and it spurred the government to take tougher measures to protect the ocean. I'm so sad to hear this, said Panjetan, who recently has campaigned for less use of plastic. It is possible that many other marine animals are also contaminated with plastic waste and this is very dangerous for our lives. Okay, pal, but it's your, I'm not doing it, pal. Don't blame the United States. I'm sure the United States contributes to plastic pollution, but our consciousness has been raised far higher than China's and Indonesia's. That's you think the average Indonesian went outside this morning and pushed his blue recycling cart to the curb? Hell nah. He said the government is making efforts to reduce the use of plastic, including urging shops not to provide plastic bags for customers and teaching about the problem to schools nationwide to meet a government target of reducing plastic use by 70 percent by 2025. I, and I hope they succeed. 
but I have I have an email segment coming up today to start the second hour of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, we haven't done a complete email segment for a while, so I want to do one today. And they're all over the map, by the way, uh, the emails. But there's one that would I can link back to this story. Really? About the plastic. I like ocean. cleaning emails off the spindle. I like when you do that because mm -hmm. that's our feedback from listeners. And how can we email Joe? GLJoe. at garagelogic.com. Mm -hmm. So if you want to chime in, GLJoe at garagelogic.com. And I'll, I'll, I can take one of those emails and, and bring it back to these, this poor whale that obviously they say we can't tell if it died because of the plastic. Well, it sure as hell didn't uh, have fun because of the plastic. Right. It clogged up everything. No, that is sad. And you are doing your part to help stop that. Aren't we all? Hopefully. I am as well. We better all better be. Come on now. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. You're one click away from more Garage Logic. Also failed Academy today. Failed Academy today. With one that is a doozy. Uh, just a doozy.